Storehouse Dallas. I love the book of Hebrews, and the reason that I love the big book of Hebrews is because I love the kingdom, you know? And out of all of the books in the Bible, you have the four gospels, which are testimonies of people that walked with Jesus and knew about his life. So you have the, the book of the gospels, and then you have the book of Acts, which is an historical account of, of what was going on with the first church, you know, play by play, the miracles, the, the power, the authority that the first church walked in. And then you have all of these epistles that Paul wrote, and he wrote to different cities and different churches, and he would call the churches in the cities by the city's name, the Church of Corinth. And, and so each one of them received a letter from Paul, and it was typically in response to either what the Holy Spirit was telling him to instruct the church to do, or it was in response to um, some of the questions that they had posed to him about the operations of the church. And so it went on and on and on in Ephesus, and he wrote, Paul wrote to, to Timothy and First and Second Timothy and to Titus, and then you have Peter who wrote his two books. You have John that wrote his books. And then you have this very interesting book, the book of Hebrews, which was written to the Jewish people. And it's so compelling to me, and it's my favorite book in the Bible. And the reason why for me, because I'm an ex, I used to be in business, and, and in business, I think like, a, like a, a professional, and I think like a business person. And so I want to get where I'm going as fast as I can with as least amount of obstacles in my way. Because we think in terms of profit or whatever, but I'm thinking in terms of the kingdom and all that the kingdom has for me. And so I want to fully function in the kingdom the way that God designed it so that I can achieve the fullness of what God has for me and everyone around me. And that's what the book of Hebrews does for me. And so I think of the book of Hebrews like this. I think of it like a sandwich. And, and one side of the bread is rest. And the other side of the bread is faith. And right in the middle is the priesthood, the new priesthood, the priesthood that Jesus ordained from the beginning of time, the priesthood that Jesus walked in when he was here on the earth, and the priesthood that he commanded us to become. And so I love the book of Hebrews because it's, if you are a creative person, which every single one of us is creative, because there is a man that came to set the captives free. Luke 4.18 it's, it's he, Jesus steps into the temple, and what does he do? He said, listen, I'm going to read my job description. Here it is. This is my vision statement. This is my mission statement, and it's Luke 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, the good news of the kingdom to the poor, to, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. And so Jesus is saying, I've come to clean up my people. 
I've come because I'm after a people that I can come and I can clean your heart up. And what's on the inside of the vessel and the temple and the house of God, I'm going to wipe it clean. Why? Because I am the creator of heaven and earth and all that is in it. I am the most creative person in the whole entire universe. I have always been, I am, and I will always be the most creative. And what I did is I created you to be equally creative with me. And so he's after a creative people that are going to have unique creative expressions. And he said, I've come to set you free. So everything that hinders the fullness of my creativity through you can be seen in the earth. And that's how I bring the kingdom of heaven down. We are called co-creators. That's why I love the book of Hebrews. This book to me says, awaken in creativity. Awaken in the fullness of the expression of how God made you. Amen? Which is why my favorite scripture in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of the things that are visible. Here's the thing. Beloved, we have to start dreaming again. If I don't dream, if I don't dream with God, if, I, if my imagination is not unlocked, then how can I believe? How can I believe? If I can't see What's in the future for me, I can't believe for what God is saying. And that's really what I love about, we're going to go through um, Hebrews chapter 3. But, but I was created to bring down every word through song, through prophecy, through prayer, through worship, and take what is in heaven. Kat was doing it so beautifully. Every person on this stage this morning from the drums to the guitar, they were grabbing hold of something. And through their creative expression, they were allowing, because the freedom within them, they were fully free to express what the Lord was doing. A lot of that was songs that we were singing. A lot of that was spontaneous prophetic. A lot of that were, were, were notes that were played to unlock things within us so that the rhythm that was being played matched a frequency within our bodies and it began to unlock things on the inside of us, which is why you begin to cry. You begin to connect with the Holy Spirit. You begin to connect with the songs and what they're saying. Amen. All of this is unto something. Acts 3.21. For heaven must remain, or he must remain in heaven until the time of the final restoration of all things. As God promised long ago through his holy prophets. You know, the book of Hebrews, um, it's interesting because... He makes the case for the temple that has been the centerpiece of the Jewish life for over 4,000 years. It is the case for Jesus, and he said that what used to be a physical temple is now a man or a woman. 
and that I've come and, and I've used my creative hand just like the, the, the potter and the vessel. And I've, I've, I've thought about you. Before you were ever born, you were in my heart, you were in my mind, and you were with me. And I formed you in your mother's womb. I was so mindful of you that I knew what you would look like. I knew the personality that you would have. He's speaking to his church today, and he's saying, I know you so intimately. And when you come to me, what happens is I begin to unlock all of the truth of who you are and the full expression of you with me in you equals 10,000 being set to flight. So let's start with chapter three because it starts chapter three, Hebrews chapter three. You can turn in your Bibles for those of you that brought the paper. Um, Hebrews chapter 3. I love this because you see he built a house. And he's saying here, you are my house. Let's start with uh, chapter 3, verse 3. For this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. Verse 6. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if, say if, we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. His goal is to take up full residency within us. His goal is saying, you know what? The world doesn't need more Tracy, even though I, I am effervescent, okay? I do have a personality, and I mean, come on, I can work a room, right? <laughs> but, come on, the world doesn't need me. What it needs is Christ through me. And when Christ came and, I be, and he began to take up residency within me, what happened was remarkable because I became bold like a lion and I was so free in my confidence to be fully me, to be fully who I am. And I was unashamed at who I am. Whereas before you know, I would go around and all the time I would wonder what other people thought of me. Anybody else? Thank you, Mary. <laughs> the only one. You see, his goal is, is to take up full residency within you so that he can make the earth a footstool for his father. He came to save us, and like I said, clean up our house. The cleaner our house is, the fuller the expression of God in us. And one of the primary messages, like I said, in the book of Hebrews is the message of rest versus, and we think, if, if, if he's talking about rest, then the opposite of rest is what? Busyness, right? Activities. And so we think that rest is a physical posture. 
But that's not actually what he's talking about. He's not like, oh, rest. Okay, go get a lazy boy. Hang out in your house. Quit your job. Your wife's like, no. That is not what he is saying. So let's look at verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. So when he says harden your hearts, do not harden your hearts, that word harden means to become stubborn. And the word stubborn, according to uh, Wikipedia, means having or showing determination not to change one's attitude or position or something, especially in spite of a good argument or reason to do so. So he said, listen, if you hear my voice, if you hear my word, if my word comes and I begin to speak to you and you're not doing what I'm telling you to do, you are not in rest. In the day of the trial of the wilderness where your fathers tested and tried me and saw my works for 40 years, therefore I was angry with that generation and I said they always go astray in their hearts and they have not known my ways. Say my ways. They have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. Okay, so... You can kind of surmise now, this is New Testament stuff, and he's saying that, listen, there is a rest that is today, and that today is still today. It's not just here in the, in the first church. That te- today is today, which means what? Today. That means whatever today is. What's today? June the 10th. Today. There is an opportunity for us to enter into his rest. And it remains for us. Guess what tomorrow will be? Today. And the next day. It will remain today. And we have an opportunity every day to enter into the rest of the Lord. But he's, he's very interesting because he's saying, yeah, but if you don't do this, guess what? I'm angry. These words, angry and wrath. <sighs> you know, you're like, okay, so... This is God being happy. I'm entering into his rest. Yes, flowing in the freedom of the Lord. And then what happens is when you don't, he's like, oh, man, that there might be a little discipline to get you back over here into my ways. How many of you ever been under the discipline of the Lord? Right? You're going, oh, I missed it. Okay. I'm taking a right really fast. And he even said this in verse 12. He says, beware, beware. Okay, that sounds really scary. And he says this, lest there is any of you, unless there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God, from departing from his voice. But exhort one another daily while it is still called today, lest any of you be stubborn or hardened through the deceitfulness of sins. For we have, all, we have become partakers of Christ if, there's that word again, we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. 
All right, so he said that now twice. There's two things that he repeats in this chapter. He repeats the the same scripture. um, Telling the story, if today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. You see, he, what he's doing is he's, 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 he's reminding them what happened in Exodus 14.2. And he's saying, I sent the 12 spies in. Those 12 spies, man, wouldn't you hate to be the 12 for all of eternity? You're remembered as the guys that missed it. <laughs> so he's like, the 10 didn't go in. I mean, they saw the promised land and they were like, this is amazing. So every single one of you has a promised land. Every single one of you has a word and a promise like Kat was singing this morning. There is a promise today for you. And, and, and so it's like, I see it and I know that it's going to be glorious. And I know that I'm, I can't be satisfied with another person's promise. I can only be satisfied with my promise. And I'm so hungry for my promise. I'm so zealous for my promise. And what he'll do, because he's so kind and good, is he'll give you a lion and a bear. He'll give you a lion to slay, a bear to slay, before you have to slay a giant, which is going in and crossing over your promise. But the ten couldn't see it. And there were these two that that the Lord said they had a different spirit. And they were the ones that believed what what they saw the Lord say. So there are two types of people. And unfortunately, if you if you do a percentage here, there are two types of people. It's less than 20%. It's like 13% of the people that had a different spirit. If I, if I, if I were to multiply in all the body of Christ, there is a very small percentage that when everything comes against them, they will stand therefore on what God said, believing no matter what the circumstances are. And so there were two types of people. Those who will not enter into his rest say this. I cannot believe what I don't see. Those who will enter into his rest say, I see what he said. I see what he said. There is no evidence in the earth of this truth, but I'm going to stand in this place, baby, and I'm not moving. This is where I die on the word of God, and nobody is going to take us out of it, and that's the attitude of a champion. Amen? If you go the way he says to go, then you will have what he said you will have. You see, he says twice in this chapter, you will be his house if you hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope to the end. And again, Hebrews 11.1 says this, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. 
And in Romans 4.20, Paul is writing about Abraham. And he said this, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he is also able to perform. Now listen to me. I love, uh, 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 what was his name? Randy Clark. He was here about two years ago, and he said this about faith. He said, you know, the thing about faith is there's faith, like you're, you're trying to fake it till you make it. He said, that actually isn't faith. He said, there's something that happens when you're fully convinced about what God has spoken, and you can actually see it. Like you can visualize it, like it's, like you know that that's the way, like, but, but, but if we, if we are hindered by our own stuff, and that's why Jesus said, I, I need to clean you up so that your imagination and your creativity can be fully unlocked so you can dream. So you can see and you can dream and you can believe. If you can see, then you can, if you can dream, then you can see what you dream. The truth is I want him to take pleasure in my life and I want to be his house and partaker of Christ. And the thing is, is that every single time, every time he is increasing you, he's going to challenge you to do something that looks like a decrease. Every single time. There hasn't been one time where he said, oh, here's a million dollars, now go do that. I was like, oh, why is this so hard? Right? But if it weren't, we wouldn't be champions. We wouldn't be champions of faith. And so every time he says, I want you to do this, I'm like, okay, that's actually impossible. I believe you, but that's impossible. You know? There's no way that's going to happen. But yet I see it, and he keeps on and on and on. And it says here, it says um, in verse 13, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. Exhorting one another so that we can have courage to be champions. That's what it is to be in community of a prophetic people, is that Lindsay will prophesy to me. Mary will prophesy to me. And then Crystal will come and prophesy to me. And what happens is that I'm like, okay, okay, it is God. It is God. It is God. And so God says to you, I want you to do this. And we say back, but that doesn't make any sense. Because then I won't have any money, right? It's usually about money. Reinhard Bonnke said there's no revival in America because we all check to see how much money we have in our checking account, see if we can afford revival. <laughs> Okay, that doesn't make any sense. And again, I, I'm going to actually be weakened if I follow you, God. That's a cliff. And if I jump off of it, I'm going to die. Am I right? And then God says, I want you to go do this. And he starts giving me dreams and visions and prophecies. And then I say back to him, but I'm scared. You know, that really makes me afraid because then I, what if I look bad? What if everybody thinks that I'm foolish and 
I, you know, my reputation, not that I have one, but my reputation will be shot. You know, what if it doesn't work? And so all of this stuff goes through our minds. And then he says this, as he said 10,000 times throughout the Bible, I know, but I'll be with you. Okay, yeah, those are giants that you're asking me to kill. They're like eight feet tall, and they are monstrous. And I'm this little Jewish person. Can you imagine? I mean, it's just like one thing to be like a Gentile, but when you're Jewish, you're like half the size of a Gentile. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but okay, never mind. Anyway, so they were very small. They were very small. So here it is. They're like... Is there any other way? Is there any other way other than this really hard way? And God says, here's the way. You're going to have to trust me. You're going to have to trust me. And what I found through the years is that as he asked me to do this over and 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 over, Amelia's leaving. Look, she's got her purse. She's like, I'm out of here. As he tells us to do this, and we keep doing it, and we keep doing it, what he does, and we think, oh, man, I did it. I was victorious. Now I can go home and be with the Lord, and the rest of my life before I get there is going to be awesome. Did y'all see what I just did? Do you hear that testimony? And he's like, no, 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 no. Watch this. And he throws us back into the deep end of the ocean, and there's sharks there. And you're like... Here I am again. I thought I had arrived and that it was going to be easy street because I killed all of these giants and now there's more giants to slay. But he's saying to you, I want a hundredfold return on on my investment within you. I'm looking for fruitfulness a hundredfold. You can have 30 and it'll still be good. You can have 60, but if you'll stay with me, You will have stories for all of eternity, and you and Paul will sit around and eat dinner, and you'll be, like, competing to see who has the best stories. I mean, I'm really competitive, and there are certain people in this room that can tell you that. And so when he says this, let's look at verse 16. We're almost done. For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, was it by was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now, with whom was he angry for forty years? Was it not those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. And so entering into his rest doesn't have anything to do with activity. It has to do with do you believe what God said and do your actions line up with the words that he spoke? And are you moving? Are you moving? Are your feet in motion to do what he commanded you to do so that you could have the fullness of what he promised you could have? Amen? All right, let's stand. I'm going to pray for you. And um, for those of you 
that really want to enter into the rest of the Lord and really want to start, because here's the thing about the rest of the Lord. You don't have anxiety even though you're doing something that's hard. All you have is the word and you're so believing the word and you're so locked in and one with the word that nothing, nothing, nothing uh, that comes against this word makes you anxious. So if you're experiencing some anxiety and some fear in your life, or if you're unsettled or depressed or feeling oppressed, I just want to pray for you this morning. I'm going to have them put on some worship music, and I just want you to let this wash over you, okay? Because a lot of us need to get back in the zone with God. We need to get lock and loaded in that place where we enter into his rest. And so, Father, I do. I just thank you. Holy Spirit, come. I pray that you would forgive us where we've been disobedient to your word. And the times where you told us to do something and we didn't do it because of fear or unbelief or the list is long. Would you forgive us, Lord? And I ask you, God, that you would set us on a path of your way for our life. That we could fully run. Help us, God, to soar with you in this place. And even though it looks scary, we just confess today that we know that you're with us. And we don't have to be afraid. I pray today that you would give us the courage we need to keep walking this walk in the realm of the impossible, bringing heaven to the earth through our creative expression. I thank you that you are the author and finisher of the beauty of who we are. And you are faithful to finish what you've started in us. And I thank you, Father, that we are not going to miss anything, even if we've been, like, set on the shelf for a season, even if we've been in a season of discipline. I thank you, Father, that you're going to set us right back where we need to be and that there's no condemnation in Christ and that you're going to take us to that place of soaring. And we're going to, now that we've learned to run, God, we're going to run faster and higher and wider and longer, God. You're a faithful father and you're good to your kids. So right now, just let the rest of the Lord wash over you. Come, Holy Spirit. And I just speak now to everybody who's in transition. And I just say, enter into the rest of the Lord. Enter into the rest of the Lord. Enter into the rest of the Lord. Lock and load us. Lock and load us, God. Yeah, we just surrender our way to your way, God. We surrender our way to your way. We bless you, Jesus, and we thank you for your faithfulness. And everybody said, amen. If you've been inspired by this message, we invite you to partner with us by visiting storehousedallas.com forward slash give.